Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, this is Celine Williams hosting from Ontario for Canada's podcast. My guest today is Melanie Chin, who is the brand and community manager for CIBC Square, Toronto's new international standard of community, providing an elevated environment for all to thrive through work, wellness, and sustainability. Thank you for joining me today, Melanie. Great to be here, Celine. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Good. Nice <laughs> sunny day. So always a bonus. Sit outside right after this and yeah. just soak up the sun. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I think that all of our Canadian listeners are familiar with CIBC as an institution. Um, but I'm also guessing many of them, like me, had not heard of CIBC Square. So can you kind of run us through really quickly what CIBC Square is and what you do there, what your role is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, CIBC Square is or will be two uh, Three million square foot office towers. Uh, sorry, one is each are 1.5 million square feet allocated in downtown Toronto. Um, if you're driving in Toronto and you're by Scotiabank Arena, you'll see the first tower, which is 81 Bay online online right now. It has the beautiful diamonds out front. There's a lot of photos on Instagram with the sunset hitting it. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, it was designed by Wilkinson Ear uh, out of London, England. And uh, it is developed by Ivanhoe, Cambridge, and Heinz. And so um, CIBC has their name in the name of the building because they are the anchor tenant. Uh, so they get naming rights to and they helped create the space and helped really shape you know, the things that we were doing in the space. Um, for example, accessibility is really important to them. So we looked at that in the development of the towers. And so uh, they've been really great partners for us. And so... We're happy to have them on the name of the two towers. Very cool. And so tell me a little bit about what makes CIBC Square different from every other tower in downtown Toronto. I would say the architecture is absolutely stunning, um, but I may be a little biased. Um, but the, the towers are developed uh, with sustainability, wellness, and you know the human experience in mind. So uh, we are lead platinum, which means that you know very sustainable materials are used in the building. The water reusage, you know, is top of the line. We use gray water to water the plants on the property. Um, with a well building, it's actually a certification. There's the Well Building Institute. You might see some commercials uh, on TV right now with like Michael B. Jordan and Robert De Niro talking about well health and safety. Um, they're a leading creditor in commercial real estate where they look at the building, how it's developed and, um, apply certain, you know, credits towards it and can call you like a well building after that. And so for us, we have, you know, we look, look at our air and how we're bringing air into the building. How much natural light do we have in the building access to green space? The ABC square is going to be home to the first elevated park in Toronto. So it's going to go right over the railroad tracks, right by Union Station, um, and connect the two towers when the second tower is done. Um, we also have a pretty robust art program because we've seen through studies that art plays a really uh, strong role on employees' morale. So we've, focused, we've developed a building with all of that in mind, and we've also looked at ways to make it a more active building as well. And uh, 
We're also a wired building. So every inch of the property is Wi-Fi enabled. You know, with bigger buildings these days, the higher up you get, the worse the cell phone signal gets. But we've added boosters. And so no matter where you are on the property, you should get cell phone service. Even if you're in, you know, the ground level or the P2 level of the garage, you should always be connected, um, which I think is really helpful for us going back to work now too, where people don't necessarily want to work at their traditional desks and they want to work from different spaces. Um, CIBC score has been designed with pretty much all of that in mind, you know, giving people the options to choose how they work every day uh, to be their most effective selves. So um, that is, you know, how we're a little different than everyone else. So I'm curious, you mentioned that it was that CIBC Square is an active building. Can you tell me what that means? Yeah, so we have a fitness center on site that is exclusively for our tenants. Um, it is a much lower rate than all the other gyms that you have here in Toronto. Um, then we also have our, our um, park which the tenants will have direct access to. The park will actually be open to the public as well. But we have a four-story beautiful staircase on the exterior of the building, which we encourage people to use. So they're getting their steps in versus, you know, taking an elevator everywhere. And then we'll have programming in the building for our tenants, you know, that are more active and wellness and mental health uh, wellness, you know, oriented. And so that's the way that we call ourselves an active building. Um, we also have bike parking on site and bike uh, bike facilities with uh, showers. So if you're biking in in the summer, very humid in Toronto, you're going to sweat no matter what. And you want to be nice and fresh for work. You can buy, um, park your bike, you can go take a shower, and then you can be ready for work nice and fresh. And um, it's, you know, we've got... 300 spaces for that. So we're really encouraging an active lifestyle at the property. And um, because we are connected to Union Station, we're looking at walkability too. We're encouraging people to walk around, walk to their meetings. Um, but we do still have um, parking on site for those do, who do want to drive. Um, yeah. Got it. Different facets of how we, we be active. Got it. So I am... I'm curious how, so I'm going to take a step back. So I think at this point in the never ending pandemic, uh, it is pretty clear that the way that the world works has changed permanently. And I recognize there's a lot of debate, but the most organizations that we're seeing this in the States, especially because they're just further ahead in, in this, in this time period than we are are going hybrid right not everyone is going back to work not everyone is staying remote there's some version of of hybrid where and whenever possible and it's a big selling point for workplaces these days so i'm curious from your perspective and you know what you see the future of the workplace being um you know whether there's trends that you're seeing coming up how, what your what question you know what your what real estate requests whatever it is what what do you what are you seeing or what are you based on kind of the space that that you specialize in what are you seeing the the future of the workplace potentially looking like in the next few years because obviously who knows in 10 years yeah for sure um 
It's it's great that you asked that because an article came out in the Toronto Star a few days ago um, with data on that and what people are wanting to see uh, throughout Canada. And 41% of people said that they wanted a hybrid workspace. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing our tenants, you know, listen to that and try to accommodate for that. Um, but I, I'm a little... I'm a little bit more of the conservative. I think more people will go back to work on a regular basis than others. Um, I look at it kind of like that unlimited vacation um, policy, you know, that came out a few years where people like Netflix and LinkedIn um, tried to, to test that and pilot that and, you know, see what would come of it if we gave employees unlimited um, vacation time and they actually saw people use it less, use less vacation time than more. And so I think what, people really want is a sense of um, autonomy and the ability to choose and really shape their lives. I think we will see more people trend to going into the office than at home, probably at first too, because we've been stuck at home for so long. We want to change of pace. We want to connect with our coworkers. Probably we'll see like, you know, maybe a trend a little bit more in the winter time to staying at home because no one wants to really commute, but then it will probably balance out after that, and you might see uh, numbers that we saw pre-pandemic. And this is just my you know, assumption based on human behavior and trends that we've seen in the past. Um, but for our tenants, you know, the ways that they're adapting, they're just looking at de-densification. So before the pandemic, there was this um, a trend towards densifying space and making it super efficient. I think now that we're seeing companies de-densifying giving uh, their employees the flexibility to work in different uh, spaces, but within the office space. So are they assigned to a particular desk? Not, not anymore. They're, can they come in and book a desk if they want? Yes. But can they go work from an armchair in the lounge area? Probably. Or, you know, for us at CIBC Square, we have our tenant lounge. Um, if they want to come work from there, where it's, you know, farm style tables, a lot more of an opportunity to co-work and connect with other people. I do think we'll see people trend to more of that, that work style because it does offer them the ability to connect with others, which we've all been like missing so much these past few days, few years, not years, months, sorry. <laughs> um, sense of time, what is even? Anymore? Totally gone. I get it. Um, I get it. Yeah, but I do think that um, our tenants see the value in having a workspace and an office, a central office, um, to build community, collaboration, and connection. I think that um, it's also a really great re- way for a company to express their brand, too. And so we can see, see that as an important uh, factor in a company and business building, too, because that creates loyalty, a sense of community. And when you have that loyalty, sense of community, it's less likely um, it reduces turnover, right? And so I think that's really important. And I think that this pandemic has allowed our, you know, leaders to take a take a pause and take a step back and say, like, what is the type of culture that I want to create, and how do I want to support my employees? And then they've then been able to reshape their spaces to reflect that and rethink what the office means to them. So I think it's been a a silver lining of this entire thing, we're probably going to see um, employers look at 
you know, the individual employee and what they want a lot more now and what makes sense to them because um, they want their, their people back in the office. So they need to understand why, why are they hesitant to come back into the office and listen to those things. And so, you know, if an employee didn't like something before and they want to see a change in their space, this is probably the time within reason to share that and give that feedback because it is a new normal that we're all creating. And, you know, we can be a part of the change or we can just sit back and just be, listen to it and just complain. You know, um, so it's a really interesting time, I think, for tenants or my or employers, but I call them tenants and employees. So what are what are you hearing or seeing that that employers or tenants um, are looking for? Like, what are the most important things that they're looking for or considering right now? Um, I think top of mind, it is, you know, the health and wellness aspect of the building, right? What is what is the HVAC system? What are the filters that are going into the building? How many touch points are there for me to get from the front door to my desk? Um, we're seeing, I think you've seen if you walk downtown, a lot more of the wave sensors for the doors um, and you know elevator buttons. We don't really want to touch those or going to more touchless. Um, CIBC Square has actually a really unique destination dispatch um, system, which um, you scan your card and it can be preloaded to your floor. So you scan it and it tells you which elevator bank to go to. So you're not actually touching anything at all, which is really cool. And it's really helpful in this, you know, return to work, what is safe, what is not environment. I think that is one of the biggest things that we're seeing, the focus on health health and wellness, um, clean air, uh, access to natural light, and what we're doing at the property level to make everyone feel safe. So how often are we cleaning? Um, what are the policies and procedures we have in place if someone does test positive? And so just making our tenants feel assured that they're in a safe space and it's okay to come to work. And then just listening to some of their concerns and trying to um, understand how we help them feel more comfortable is really an area of focus for tenants as, as tenants of our building. And then as employers uh, focusing for their, looking at their employees. So, and I think a lot of that makes sense, right? Like coming off a pan, coming off like the pandemic is over, Come, having still yeah. been in the never ending pandemic. I, you know, I think a lot of that makes sense as, as their immediate concerns right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is, yeah. you know, um, keeping things clean and being aware of so, you know, how far we are from people and touchless, like a hundred percent makes sense. Um, what do you think in, so I'm a firm believer that the things that matter now are pretty much irrelevant in three to five years at the rate of change that we are going through at this point in time, mm -hmm. because they're either, they either become irrelevant in the sense that they either don't matter anymore because things have changed or they just become so part of this is how we do things that they're irrelevant because they're not something we think consciously about, right? This is just the default. Yeah. So in, you know, three to five years, do you have it? Because I, I, you know, we always chat before these interviews. Our guests know that, um, or our audience knows that. And so you, you know, you were saying that this building was really designed with that sort of five-year vision, like really future focus at the time. 
So at this point, you know, five years down the road, what do you think will matter then? Like what's the next step of the future of the workplace? That is a really great, great question. Um, I really think that the trend that we're seeing is um, towards hospitality and experiences. And so, you know, with, um, with, you know, employees have the ability to choose to come into work with this hybrid work, um, work style, if that continues to stay, what are we doing at the property level to make, to make people want to come in? And how do we elevate that? What, you know, they're going to weigh, is it worth the commute in? Say if they moved out to the suburbs during the pandemic, why am I going to trek in? Um, that's different than me staying at home. So they're going to weigh the benefits of coming in or not. So we at the property level have to think of ways to make it appealing for people to come in they, outside of their office space. And so the company can do you know, what they can, but as the, the landlord and the property, we want to help our tenants get their employees back to the office. So what are we going to do to create that draw? And so it's going to look at uh, hospitality, um, alleviating points of friction in people's lives so that when they do come into the office, you know, it's really great. They can speak to our concierge that we actually have at CIBC Square and be like, hey, I need a reservation this day um, at this place. Can you help me out with that? Where they probably can't get that at home, right? Or, oh, I'm running to a meeting. Do you happen to have some water? And then, you know, our concierge gives, gives them a ball of water to take with them or, you know, you know, that human connection, you can't get that at home. And you can probably learn a lot through these uh, connections and then the networking too. Um, so that's from the hospitality standpoint. That's just one example of mm-hmm. it. But then through the experience standpoint, you know, we've lost 18 months of networking and networking is so crucial to business. And so creating experiences that allow people to create connection and network too, and to make up for that lost time is re- going to be really important. So in five years, I think that people will have gotten used to experiences and they're now going to think of it, you know, connecting with their building as something that's natural to them. And so for me and what I do in the community management area is how do I elevate those experiences and how do they add value to my community members' lives? And then how does it help? And I'm sorry, I call community members my general population of my building. Um but then how does that help my tenants too? Does that help bring their brand purpose to life? So if um, I have a tenant that's really into, you know, the building is sustainable. I'm just going to use this as an example. If I have a, a tenant that's really into um, you know, tree planting, I'm not going to do like a, an axe throwing, not axe throwing, like a, a wood chopping event, right? I'm going to do something that heroes um, their values and so that they can express it in a different way. And so um, I think that's what we'll see more of, more of experiential um, activations happening within a tenant space and more of brand expressions for um, tenants and properties as well. Cool. Um, so I'm going to as we wrap this up, I'm going to ask the question I always ask, which is, is there anything that we didn't talk about 
or didn't get into that you want to mention or that you want to emphasize that you mentioned and because we covered a lot of different sort of pieces of the future of the workplace and 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 what it could look like and what it is you know where it's at right now so is there anything you want to emphasize or that we didn't get into that you want to talk about oh we talked about so much um i think my last words would be I do think that the office is a great space for community building and culture and for businesses to really get to know, give them a platform to get to know their employees and create those connections. Um, And so I'm excited to see where it's heading in the future and how we pivot. But um, I do think that the office is here to stay. It might be in a different format. And how we use it might be slightly different, but I do think that is is a key to a business and building and growing. Got it. Um, well, thank you, Melanie, for chatting with me about this today. I appreciate your time very much. It's, it was a super interesting conversation. I know for those of us who are thinking about what the future of the workspace will look like, this will be super relevant. So thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, and to the audience, thanks for listening to Canada's podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada.